Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. So I'm just going to say up front that if you have no interest in listening to us talk about gun control and the state of gun violence in this country, you will not enjoy this episode, specifically the review part. Before the review, we talk about tennis, of course, Nick Kyrgios and the upcoming U.S. Open, the awfulness that is DirecTV, books, Alaska and Bar Harbor, the Kennedys, and politics. If you're brave enough and open-minded enough, please listen and enjoy. Well, here we are. We've already walked one and a half loops, so we are already breathless. Yeah. So everybody gets to enjoy that. Uh, Vacation, among other things, yes. Yeah. I think travel, not just of you know, you and I, but of other people with whom I used to exercise more regularly, 2019 has been an exercise bus. Bust, not bus. Well, no, I mean, you... For me. Oh, okay. But really, only during the summer. No, no, no. During the winter months, too. Really? Yeah, our other friend who, you know, I would often go out walking with. Yeah. I mean, she was traveling a lot. This winter. And then, of course, sometimes the winter weather interferes. And, you know, I was traveling some. And we fell off our regular walking schedule. And then, of course, when I moved to the Orchid in May, that hampered it a bit more. But anywho, so much to catch up on. I know. I have something. Ooh. to talk to you about, but I believe you had a question of I sorts. Did, I was going to ask you, yes. it wouldn't be one of our podcasts unless I talked about tennis. Well, I mean, yes, of course. So did you get to watch, and you might not have because you were traveling. But I record, and the answer is yes and yes. Okay, did you watch the finals for the city? Is that the city bit? Or in Chicago? Uh, D.C. D.C. Curios? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. That I was saw fun. the C.C. Pass match and the final where he played who medvedev medvedev yep i really when i said it out loud i went is that really how you say it no it's medvedev medvedev yeah m-e-d-e-v he's got too many bevs in there (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean that was kind of fun but curiosity's it's an interesting person i'll say that oh gosh really when he started losing it, I had to mute. Right. <laughs> I was like, Nick, get it together, dude. Come on. But he ultimately doesn't care. Like, he does, but he doesn't. He cares haphazardly, I'll right. say. yeah. Now, this 
tournament, for example, that was really important because before this he had been ranked pretty low for him, like in the mid-50s. And if he lost the final, he would have ended up ranked 34. Right. If he won it, which he did, projected rank of 27. And, of course, as you know, since you're going, the U.S. Open is around the corner. And only... Yeah, exactly. Only the top 32 are guaranteed a spot. The the top 32. Okay, cool. Well, the top 32... That makes sense. And maybe, I don't know, beyond that, this I may be misspeaking on. I know that was a big deal because I catch you automatically. Right. Otherwise... And then a wild card gets you into the... What's the, the round? Yeah, like the qualifiers. qualifiers. Okay. So yep. he may have, if he didn't win this tournament, then he may have had to go through qualifiers. Right. Okay. To get in. So now he's in. Right. Because he won't lose. He can only gain points now. He won't lose those points. Although, actually, I don't know that to be 100% true because somebody else who's on the cusp, right, if they play and win. And end up worth more points than him. I suppose he could get bumped out. Right. So I don't know how that works. I don't know when they lock it in and all that good stuff. Oh, thank goodness we're coming up to some landscaping. Yeah. Because. It's your favorite. It's my favorite. Oh, it's my but anywho. Okay, cool. So you watched it. I'm happy. Good night. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. Right. Came home. I'm not even going to go off on my whole direct tv saga other than to stay i still had a direct tv dish so i was able to record and watch off my dvr oh okay direct tv customer service totally sucks though jonathan may literally have a stroke or a heart attack (laughs) before this is over and you know how much patience he has he has so anywho Oh my goodness, I think I'm going to pause while we're okay. dealing with this annoyance. Okay, we're back because we're mostly away from the landscaping noise, which I can still hear. We can still hear, and we still got some traffic around us. Always. Always. Oh my goodness. All right, you were going to tell me about some books. Okay, so update. I read Cork Dork. I finally finished it. Yes. <laughs> Although I don't have it with me to, t- to discuss the excerpts because I did, uh, you know, highlight some things in there. Oh, I feel like this should be brought to Seaside and be a topic of discussion there. Okay, then. boom. Over Done. wine. We'll do that. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, if you're going to discuss cork dork. That's right. It should be over corks and wine. Why not? Okay, cool. And I'm also reading, uh, what is it? Uh... Living, living Biblically? Is that the one? Oh, yeah, by A.J. Jacobs? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm about a quarter of the way in. Okay. And I'm loving it. I mean, I was sitting on the beach reading it. Nice. Laughing my ass off. I know. He's funny. And Chris and August were like, what are you laughing? I'm like, dude, this book is hilarious. <laughs> but it makes you think. That's the other thing. Oh, of course. I mean, when I think of all the rules in the Bible, 165 of them just in the Old Testament alone, at least, yeah, right. Was it just the Old Testament? Was it Could have been specific part. I'll have to because he's Jewish, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was like, whoa, yeah. I mix all. <laughs> so, I, 
I mix linen with cotton all the time. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's like a <laughs> linen cotton blend we could be wearing right now. Oh, my God. Going to hell. <laughs> Going to hell. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That is funny. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good book, and I love it, and we can discuss that one, too. I love it. Well, I have been reading some Alaska books from my Alaska trip that I picked up along the way. I read this book called Tales of a Bushrat Governor, the Autobiography of a Reluctant Politician by Jay Hammond, who was the governor of Alaska. I want to say like 1974 to 1982. Okay. Maybe. Um, super interesting read. As you now have heard me say, of course, I'm going to be living in Alaska right. one day, adopting our <laughs> Denali sled dog, Cupcake, who will be available for adoption in six years. I did find the application, by the way, online <laughs> to get on the waiting list. Oh, Isn't that hilarious? That is hilarious. I might need to use you as a reference. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, so, and then I also read this book. Aunt Phil's Trunk, uh, Volume 1, up to 1900, bringing Alaska history alive. I met this woman who wrote this series of books. She went back to college in her 50s to get a degree in journalism and history so that she could use the materials her aunt left her when she passed away okay. and write these books. Her aunt was... Uh, a historian in Alaska and had all this information and yeah. anyway this woman, oh. Laurel Downing Bell so I finished volume one of five wow, <laughs> wow. Um, as you know I was up in Maine Bar Harbor last week celebrating my mom's 70th birthday picked up a couple of books there one is Mainers on the Titanic oh so that's interesting what is that? to get a few it's the story of people so far mostly the rich and wealthy people who you know summer in bar harbor bar harbor was started as a wealthy summer community right um i can't remember if it was the rockefellers who kind of kicked it no, off maybe i can't remember but kennedy's were in cape cod right yeah yeah so and that Reminds me, one that's a granddaughter just passed away. She OD'd. Is that what it was? That's what. I saw the highlight that she passed away, but I never found out what the. Uh, that's sad. Yep. But that seems to be the Kennedys' legacy. Uh, yeah, they definitely. After everything that happened to that family, you know, they've. From the get-go, though, I mean, it wasn't ever easy. No. Probably not. I saw like um, a mini documentary about the Kennedys and how their legacy in politics started with the father and the yep. mother as a bit as kind of pushing him and like that type of thing. Well, I think they were grooming the eldest Kennedy boy to be the politician, but yes. he died in yes. World War II, I yes. believe. So then it fell on. JFK Jr. Right. To. Who really had no interest in it. I don't think so at the time. And of course, the big thing was, this is just super funny, right? But 
he was the first Catholic, and I think the only Catholic president ever. So it was actually kind of a black mark against him right. that he was Catholic. Because this country, Riz, was run by wasps. Yep. That's White, Anglo-Saxon, Protestants. were Protestants. And it's one of the reasons why they left England. And, yes. And it's actually, if you look at the way a Presbyterian church is run, that's kind of like how the government was set up as a presbytery. Interesting. Elders and deacons and people who kind of ran it and then kind of reported into the minister who is like kind of like the president. Interesting. Yeah, they kind of act as senators. Yes. It's very interesting. You can I I had a flow chart of it once. And I was like, wow. It's kind of very interesting. What an odd flow chart to have. Is this something they taught in church? Uh, it's just something that's readily available, I think. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, when I became a member of my last church, um, back up north, we uh, we went through some member classes, and that's what we learned. So that's probably <laughs> where I picked it up. And I kind of knew about it, but I kind of never saw it. Like I'm a visual person, so when I see it, it makes it all makes sense. Gotcha. I'll look it up, see if I have it. It is interesting. It is interesting in a country in which one of the fundamental principles is separation of church and state. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <sighs> oh, God. Good times. Well, <laughs> actually, it's a horrible segue to what I'm about to say, but of course, but also it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't mention Trump at least once. Oh, my God. I saw... I follow Twitter now. I spend a lot more time on Twitter than uh-huh. I do on any other social media. And, you know, a lot of people repost, retweet, whatever. And she made mention of something, Kellyanne Conway, and I was like, hey, you know what? Just give me an opportunity to smack her. <laughs> See? And then I saw her on TV today. Cause really? Yeah, she, she's always talking on Fox News, and I happened to just turn on the TV, and that was the last station it was on. Uh-huh. And I was like, she looked like death warmed over. <laughs> I mean, she just, I'm sure she feels... <laughs> I don't know how you can continue to work in this administration and not show know. your wear. Right, and then she did make one comment that, because I had to listen to what she had to say based on what she had tweeted yesterday. And basically the tweet said, the White House stands with the people... The victims of El Paso. Oh, the thoughts and prayers tweet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's why I wanted to smack her. Because I said, if this administration gave... And, and, and by the way, it's not just him. I don't blame him. You should. For everything. I mean... But I do blame all the Democrats and all the Republicans. Oh, you shouldn't blame the Democrats. Uh, listen, if, if gun control was yeah. really that serious... The Democrats have tried to do stuff about it. The Republicans are in control. Especially my buddy And they don't want to. I mean, I've watched her this last... Since you started talking about her. I've been Mm -hmm. watching her and researching her. I'm just saying the Democrats would pass reasonable gun control laws. The Republicans block it. Right. So... But they they can't let it go. They got to keep pushing. So anyway, what I was going to say was... 
the one thing that I think, well, I know that holds it all back is the HIPAA laws. Because when you do background checks, if you go into somebody, you can't look up somebody's mental illness because it's private. And that's the only thing that really prevents anybody, because I don't know any other way around it. Well, and I'm okay. sure there are. Well, but here's all right. So I would have to research that a little more closely. Um, but I'm sure there are some legal arguments why that's not really an obstacle. But we're so far behind on we're heading in the wrong direction on gun control. But the thing is, um, think about it. Like we give people driver's licenses, right? Yeah. Uh, you probably get a background check there. It doesn't. You're not disqualified necessarily from having a license, okay. I guess, if you have some type of mental illness. Right. And perhaps as you're suggesting, you know, HIPAA. And obviously, I mean, if people are ill-equipped to drive cars, we've seen people drive cars into crowds and kill people. So I'm just saying I think that there are at least some steps one could take to... Uh, Put some type of regulation around it or Jonathan had a good point the other day he's like why isn't this something where you know you definitely have to get a license you can't I mean in some states do require you know different licenses but that seems to be waning as right. well he's like how about some insurance we have to pay for car insurance maybe people should pay for gun insurance, gun insurance. and those proceeds can be used to pay out Victims of gun violence. Insurance wouldn't pay out though, and there were no one. No, that's how it would set up. That would. Right. That's how it would legally have to be. Right. Set up. That's a good idea. To be. Um. So, yeah, you don't get to own a gun, and then of course the argument that the gun rights activists switch to is they think that you know it's criminals with illegally purchased guns who do all this but every single time I mean you're finding out these people have legally purchased right their firearms and it wasn't just El Paso right it was uh Texas no sorry that is Texas um Ohio Dayton Ohio Gilroy California that's just in the last week hmm. yeah. um it's really bad and I blame Trump if you look at the statistics, they will tell you that violent crimes, hate crimes, all that, have gone up. I think the last statistic I read was 226% in locations where Trump held rallies in 2016. So Trump is a hate monger and a hate enabler. So bad people see him as an example and now think... It's okay to do what they want to do. They'd probably twist it and say they're doing something patriotic. Although I did see something flashed across my news app the other day that said Trump denounced white supremacists and racists. I'd like to see his exact language. Right. <laughs> I mean, like yes. I said to Jonathan... Oh, but remember in the Charleston shooting, or you know, they but were then I don't like people on both sides. Last rally in Florida. Well, so that's right. He's just be shoot them all. Yeah. And his response was, "You can get away with that in Panhandle." No one says that. I know. Yeah. So. Well, now, I mean, arguably, I'd say 
maybe he should have been removed from the stage. That could be considered, you know, hate speech or yeah. insightful. I, it's just, I mean, it's awful. He's awful. People who only want to give their thoughts and prayers are useless. Yep. And uh, it's, this is just who we've become as a country and it is and has always been completely embarrassing I mean I remember sitting in my history class in high school and there was a poster there on gun violence and it was the same thing as it is today it's like you know how many people killed by guns all these countries zero 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 you know yeah the United States 3,492 or right. you know I'm just making this up right. this is back in the 80s and it's like god bless America <laughs> Oh, God. It's just, uh, yeah, you know who we really need to step forward? Our gun owners in favor of reasonable gun control laws. There are People who aren't, they need to be more vocal. I mean. But it's, you know what? It's also the lobbying. I mean, come on. Oh, of course. I mean, like we no said, the NRA's impact is disproportionately. I agree. Um, I totally It's disproportionate agree. to its membership. I heard through the grapevine that the president of the NRA actually lives here like in East Cobb. No joke. That would not surprise me. And it's a woman. Yep. And so the other day somebody was like, yeah, I found out she lives down the street from me and I was driving by her house and there were like 20 pairs of shoes on her front lawn. Of course, now I think the El Paso. That's pretty cool. It's higher now right. than that death toll. but And the police were there. And it's like, oh, we're sorry. Is the president of the NRA afraid of pairs of shoes? Right, right. <laughs> oh, it's just so... That's a good one. I ridiculous. like that. But, um, yeah, I just have to question people who are against reasonable gun control. For people who flip out and immediately think reasonable gun control means we're taking your guns away, like I think you have. Well, here we are again. Yay! Debating on whether we should be we're on back, the we're record. Back. We need some, like, music to pull. I know. Tell August to get on that. We need, you know, new, new uh We do new need tunes. some new, yeah, yeah, it's a new season. We like new to, tunes. we like to, well, we're already doing that, but there will be another new season. So I think when we come back to review, we should have review music. There you go. That's what we need, review music, so that people know the review is coming. Right. All right. That's well, what we done. need, August. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Well, so I had the follow-up of the HIPAA oh, yes. gun control. Now, that is very... Yes, we need that. Because yes. right now, that's the big thing. That's yes. what they're talking about, changing. Wow. Um, figuring out a way of getting around the HIPAA laws to do better background checks. So I saw nothing to suggest that they're trying to do that. Oh, they okay. have already done it. Okay. And it has had very little impact. Gotcha. And now I'm going to tell you why. All right. Way back in 2013, 
Um, way back in the day. Literally way back in the day. The Obama administration tried to modify and actually did modify. Um, okay, but look how white hippop- you are and look how tan I am. I know. <laughs> that has nothing to do with Sorry, gun control, just, but I- yes, <laughs> correct. Anyway, back Sorry. to my back to my point. <laughs> we just okay. had to point that out. So you had talked about how one of the problems with gun control is HIPAA, and I was like, "Gosh, I would think that there would be something well, like in place." I, I heard or... it discussed a, like about six or seven months ago. Okay, yes. And then I just recently heard it again, yeah. and that's why I was wondering if yeah. that's still an issue. Well, so it's interesting because when I did a Google search, I found stuff, but it was old stuff. Hmm. So in 2013, the Obama administration um, tried to or did introduce this uh, privacy rule modification. The modification didn't end up taking effect until February of 2016. Like that's that's how long it took. So here's so here's the one all right here's what I found. So the federal government maintains the National Instant Criminal Background Check System, NICS, a database of people who are federally prohibited from purchasing guns, including felons, people convicted of domestic violence, and individuals who meet extreme mental illness criteria, which is uh people who are involuntarily committed to a mental health institution so not but not if you been... checked yourself in right um people who have been legally adjudicated to not be mentally competent so yeah. for example people who have, can't handle their own affairs anybody who's been convicted by reason of insanity anyway like some mental yeah. health yeah. things okay so we have a federal criteria that prohibits certain individuals from buying firearms. The feds maintain a database of known individual for background checks, which take 30 seconds per regulation, but states aren't required to offer the names of prohibitors to the database. So there was this reporting problem. It's like, you are the people that have this information. You know federal law says that these people can't purchase, transport, control firearms, but you're not telling us you're not telling us um and so the states or you know gun rights activists that's when they start invoking hipaa and they're like well we can't um well first of all that's i'm like that's just mental illness felons people who are convicted like all that should still be yeah reported so it said um on January 4th, 2016, the Obama administration rolled out a number of executive actions addressing gun control, one of which impacts the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA. So the Department of Health and Human Services issued a final rule narrowly modifying the HIPAA privacy rule to allow certain covered entities to share information on mentally unfit patients with the NICS. And it said this was... Uh, the NCIS was established by the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act of 1993, the Brady Law. I remember that. Yes, and of course, as we remember, James Brady was the person who got shot when uh, Hinckley tried to assassinate Reagan. Yes. Um, Or a person who got shot. The Brady Law disqualifies individuals from possessing or receiving firearms as a result of restrictions contained in either the Gun Control Act of 1968, which I have to figure out what that is, or a state law. So it's okay. Okay. 
And the mental health prohibitions that we've already talked about, you know, individuals who are involuntarily committed to a mental institution, individuals found incompetent to stand trial or not guilty by reason of insanity, and individuals determined by a court, board, commission, or other lawful authority to be a danger to themselves or others. Um, and it says, under the final rule, only covered entities that ordered involuntary commitments or make adjudic adjudications that subject individuals to the mental health prohibitors, what we just talked about, or that act as state repositories of information for NICS, reporting purposes are affected. Any other covered entity must receive the patient's authorization. So like a therapist or a hospital, they're not affected by this rule. They still aren't obligated to report anything. Hmm. It says the rule specifies that the only information that can be disclosed to the NICS is the patient's name and the fact that they are barred from possessing a firearm. As stated in the final rule, quote, underlying diagnoses, treatment records, and other identifiable health information are not provided to or maintained by the NICS. And that's fine. Right. But I therefore don't understand why the rule had to be so narrowly tailored. Because if that's the fact, if you're not giving any actual facts about why, then why can't they, there, why can't there be a reporting obligation to NICS? Right. So doctors, of course, are worried about being sued. And I mean, I just, so. I'd, I'd worried about being sued either way. Well, I guess so. Although the way to sue federal, well, yeah, I don't know what the rules are. Like, I know that if you are, you own a gun shop, you can say, I'm not selling a gun to you. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can say that, sure. and that has happened in the past with some of these bigger, that like sometimes they'll go to the person who sold the gun, or somebody will step up and say, "Oh, he he came to me and mm -hmm. wanting a gun, and mm -hmm. I wouldn't allow it." Right. So some, I guess, sometimes that can pre be prevented, but you shouldn't. You should be able to pull up anybody's name, yeah, and say, "Does this person have any type of track record right. with mental illness?" Right. Or, and so and it's it, and it, it's just mind-boggling. Well, and the argument, of course, that is made against it sometimes, which I'm like, eh, is, oh, well, this will prevent mentally ill people from seeking treatment because they don't want to be put on a database where they can't own firearms. Mm, I'm no, like, I, that must be a very small percentage yeah. of people. Um, I think the people that are probably doing this maybe aren't currently under mental health care. I was care. just going to say, um, that's part of the issue because what's to stop me or you from purchasing a gun and just nothing, going nuts? Nothing. Except right. our common decency and right. morals. And yes. No offense, but that's just not enough for me. It shouldn't be enough for any of us given the situation, but... so. Right. And I, know, I don't know how many people you know who own guns, but I know many who would argue... But I'm comfortable with being, like, I, I'm comfortable. That's why I'm armed, so I can protect myself. No, they, they're just saying I'm comfortable with the laws being changed because right. I want to own my gun for not just protective service, but I, I want to be able to go out and go hunting. Which, though, I was, we were saying this before. I'm like, those people need to be more vocal. I agree. And I'm sorry, but the NRA needs to be taken down, and those people need to stop being members of the NRA. Yeah, because we're them. not living in on a frontier yeah. of, you know, bears yeah. and t lions. I, mean, I will be in Alaska, mountain. but, you know, 
I'm not oh, there yeah. yet. So, okay. you know, I'll change my tune. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could just see you owning a gun. Oh, I've told Jonathan before. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go buy a gun just to show how easy it is to do it. If they try to background check me, I'll be like, I think not. Well, now there's a big drive to get a legislation to ban Walmart from selling guns. And that is because they said they're going to take down posters for violent video games. That's their response to their the shooting in El Paso. Um, yes. Okay. All right. So, all right. I have a few more things to say about all this. Right. And then, right. so the change, which took effect, permitted only a small subset of HIPAA-covered entities to disclose to the NICS the identities of individuals who are already prohibited by federal law from having a firearm. So it's like, these are already people who legally should not, and yet... So why can't you report them? Specifically, this final rule gives states improved flexibility to ensure accurate but limited information is reported to the NICS, said Jocelyn Samuels, director of the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights, in an announcement about the change posted on the HHS website. Now, again, this is back in 2016 under the Obama administration, but I'm going to find out who that current person is. Definitely. Research that person. Do it. I am. And in explaining why the change to the HIPAA privacy rule was needed, the White House says, quote, although states generally report criminal history information to NICS, many continue to report little information about individuals who are prohibited by federal law from possessing or receiving a gun for specific mental health reasons. Some state officials raised concerns about whether such reporting would be precluded by the HIPAA privacy rule. And they said the information, this rule makes clear that the information that can be disclosed is the minimum necessary identifying information about individuals who have been involuntarily committed to a mental institution or otherwise have been determined by a legal authority to be a danger to themselves or others or to lack the mental capacity to manage their own affairs. It only applies to a small subset of HIPAA-covered entities. It does not apply to most treating providers. Healthcare providers, health plans, and healthcare clearinghouses do not have reporting obligations under NICS. And that is all the rule did. So no wonder it's not really working right. that well. And of course, the states still, the Republican states, controlled states still may not comply. And this was um, from, so there was a New York Times article on August 4th, how gun control groups are catching up to the NRA. So they were talking about how um, things are actually changing, even if we don't see it. For the first time in 25 years, uh, the House, the Democratic, or no, it says, uh, wait, okay, gun control organizations, mostly in Democratic-controlled states, for the first time have helped pass a significant gun control bill in the House. So the House of Representatives, controlled by the Democrats, has this bill, and the Republican-controlled Senate is refusing to take action on it. The bill that passed the House Democrats in February is a measure that will require background checks for all gun buyers. So it's a background check So bill. I guess Mike... All right, keep going. Well, yes, and so... The Republicans aren't even, like, letting it come to a vote or right. come out of committee or... Right. And so Chris <laughs> Elizabeth Mer- Morton said this morning, she's like, Mitch McConnell better be very, very scared. He, he's, <laughs> such a piece, he's such a piece of crap. He's a piece. He just he's needs to go. Um, so Chris Murphy, who, of course, is the senator of Connecticut, where the 2012... Um, elementary school massacre in Newtown, Connecticut happened. He said 
you know, if the Republicans won't budge, then Democrats will have to get together and figure out what leverage we have in the Senate. But realistically, he said gun control may only pass the Senate if Democrats control the chamber. Mm. Then there's this California Democrat who leads the House's Gun Violence Prevention Task Force who said members were working on additional legislation, including restrictions on high-capacity magazines, despite the challenges of passing the measures in the Senate. He said, sadly, we know that the issue of gun violence prevention is a partisan issue. We saw that firsthand with the House Republicans holding up any hearings on gun violence prevention, any votes on gun violence prevention for six and a half years after Sandy Hook. Once the Democrats took over the House, that changed. So that is why I blame the Republicans, because they won't even let anything be done about it. And But now they're trying to blame... Um, the violent video games, yes, the Republicans represented... In appearances on Fox News, Representative Kevin McCarthy of California, the House Minority Leader, and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas blamed violent video games, to which the NRA has long sought to shift blame for the proliferation of mass shootings. Hmm. I think that's kind of a cop-out, and I would love for the video game industry to start throwing some serious money behind gun control laws. Do it, yeah. Because the thing is, they said the NRA just has, even with everything happening, their budget just completely dwarfs everything else but hopefully they'll just crumble under internal pressure they're gonna have to because my thought is this if you're a republican and you want to get voted back in you're not looking too good right now now i don't know when the next race is when are the next that's it's all dependent 2020 2020 yeah you you really need to start thinking about your election and who who's going to vote for you. Well, now, don't they, get me wrong. There are a lot of people in this country that own guns, but they're yes. also not walking around with them into, you know, the, the average convenience store to get themselves some gas and coke. But they can here in Georgia. They can here, but I'm just saying states. not not every right. American. I would like to see the stats on how many people own guns as opposed well, to people who don't. I will tell you. Oh. No, actually, I won't tell you exactly that. It says, it's just not the average American. Well, it says violent video games are common in many other countries which do not experience mass shootings right. at anywhere near the level the United States does. But no other country has as many guns. Right. Americans, which it doesn't say how many, own an estimated 393 million guns, according to a 2018 study, hmm. more than the nation's population. Oh. So when you think about it, you think about how many people don't own guns, then you're like, okay, people who do own guns, guns have own like multiple 15, guns. 20 yeah. guns, yeah. Um... Anyway, it said in 2019, 17 states, all but three of them with Democratic legislatures in Washington, D.C., enacted 35 laws that restricted gun ownership. At the same time, Republicans in Florida enacted legislation allowing teachers to carry guns in their classrooms. Idaho lowered its age for carrying a weapon without a permit to 18, and several states now allow residents to carry concealed weapons without a permit. Anyway, the NRA has been in turmoil. They've turned over thousands of pages of records and congressional investigations of its ties to Russia. Uh. And it is also facing investigation by the Attorneys General of New York and Washington, D.C. And it is mired in a bitter legal fight with Ackerman McQueen, an advertising firm that was for decades its most influential contractor. Okay, so they're almost dead in the water at this point. Someone just has to turn them in. Somebody just has to take them out. Yeah. And then to say final thing on how this has changed, and again, this is says, of the 235 Democrats in the House now, just three received, quote, A ratings from the NRA last year. Of course, somebody from Georgia. Hmm. Representative Sanford Bishop of Georgia, Colin Peterson of Minnesota, and Henry Kuhler of Texas. Hmm. 
I don't know if that's how you say his name, C-U-E-L-L-A-R, has a Democratic challenger for 2020 who has sought to make his position on gun control an issue in the primary. By contrast, in 2008, voters elected 67 Democrats with A ratings. So if you're a Democrat and you're not taking a strong stance, stance on gun control, then that could be harmful to you. Yeah. But yes, so that is, so states, as you said, they may be relying on HIPAA for why mm-hmm. they're not reporting stuff. There have been some changes, but the changes are very narrowly tailored, and there may not be that much enforcing it. I mean, I think they're like, there's the law, the trouble is enforcing it. And yeah, somebody doing a study of all these people who are committing these mass shootings and why, but... I forgot. I, I showed you this. I don't know why this. you wouldn't want to enforce it, though. I don't know why you wouldn't want to... Well, the people who didn't want the law changed in the mm. first place, right? But they have to be the minority it. at this point. But they're apparently a powerfully backed minority. Yeah. And then, of course, in the AJC just yesterday, front page, Trump backs new gun laws after killings. President For says, now. President says he'll get GOP on board. NRA views will be heard. I think that's just so interesting so Trump thinks he has influence to rally Republicans around stronger federal background check laws. And then he said at the same time, he had assured the NRA that its gun rights views would be fully represented and respected. He said he was hopeful the NRA would not be an obstacle to strengthening the nation's gun laws. Huh. That would be so nice. Yeah. But, but. I don't um, see why... They would suddenly change their minds. Are they afraid of Trump? No. I don't know. But it is interesting. I think re-election is a very strong indicator as to what will drive these people to say in what they think they're going to do. I know. I just, I just don't. That's my, that's my whole thing with politicians right now more than ever. They'll say whatever they want to get your vote. And not necessarily do it later. Now, some people keep their promises, but most, I don't think a lot of politicians do. I think some politicians try and they just don't have enough power to do it. Um, But I think it's, I just think it's very interesting that Trump's like, yeah, I think I have enough influence now over the NRA. So, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Good luck with that. All right. I mean, yeah. Good luck. I mean, frankly, if I were Trump and I were such a narcissistic megalomaniac, I'd be like, oh my God, if I can get this done, I'll go down as the best history president in the history of the United States. Yeah. And so far, he hasn't gotten anything done that he said he was going to do. Correct. And he has no excuses because... Well, again, I mean, he had a Republican-controlled Congress Mm -hmm. for the first two years of his presidency. Right. Accomplished? Nada. Nada. Now, of course, he could try to say. I'm like, but you still control the Senate. Right. Like, sorry. Anyway. All right. (laughs) Now this episode is very long, but I feel like there was something you wanted to go on record as saying. Remember? The reason you had your views? Well, I just feel like... Having listened to all these Democrats yes, in their debates. Yes, the sensible people. The yes. sensible mm-hmm. people. Yes. My thought was, I don't like that now they're, now they're trying to do something. They've been at it for a while. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar, 
even Kamala, uh, although Corey and, and Kamala are a little new to this game. No, but I think they have been doing it. We just haven't heard about it because they've been nobodies. Now no, they're somebody's. No, but they haven't. Because if you go to congress.gov, mm-hmm. you can look and see what legislation they've introduced, each, they've introduced and they've and yeah. passed. And because I don't know yeah. really how it works. I don't no, know. No, you're right. You're right. And their yeah. track records are nothing. On compared. gun control. Yeah. Okay. So my thought is you're a little late to the game. And the, pe- the people, wait, but the people who have been in it uh-huh. for a while. Uh-huh. Have more have had more than enough time to try and make the changes that they thought, or they just maybe because they they just didn't have the power at it. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I think if the these numbers. are Democrats in the past six and a half years of Republican-controlled Congress, mm-hmm. then yes, they probably just didn't have the power. Right, but that's um, something that they should have been after because when did Columbine happen? Ten years ago? Oh no, Columbine or is more like than that? 20. Twenty. Yeah. Twenty. I mean, uh, no, s- more than that. Sorry, it's even more than that. Oh my I god! I mean, I, have you seen my Facebook 1997? page? Nineteen ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety was ten years ago. You're uh, yeah, old. I know, right? I'm always like, like yeah, wait, I do kind of wait, feel that what? way. <laughs> I don't feel nineteen ninety was ten years ago, right. but like maybe ninety-five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but if they've if they haven't been at it that long, then I totally get it. Right. But the Democrats have been after this because was the Brady bill introduced by republicans or no. was it democrats uh well okay that's no democrats because the democrats controlled congress okay, in so, 92 93 all right so they did their part when they had yes. to and the republicans over time have rolled back some things about right. assault weapons um but i feel like democrats right now if they want to get voted in yeah or as president yeah they should be pushing as hard as they can. And it should be well, a daily event. And one of the things, though, that I read about this was the Democrats, yeah, a little bit because of this lack of success, mm-hmm. like now people that are really frustrated are moving further back to the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. less away from kind of the moderate gun control as a first step, which could possibly get some bipartisan report. Right. Res- report support um but anyway yes it will be very interesting i also read that currently the democrats are all all the democratic candidates are on the same page about gun control so there's nobody that's attacking anybody or saying they're soft on it or they're not doing enough so that's different um i did also read cory booker he is i think he was He's trying to introduce a bill maybe to have a federal law or federal background check law. So maybe he, I don't know. Anyway, the point is, yeah, this country is not a safe place to be. Trump has made it less safe. And now if he could do something to roll that back, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's got to give. I just really wonder... I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. And not knowing is always a good place to end things, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. This has been a season two episode of a Walk in the Park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at a wit podcast. 
On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at A Wit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.